welcome to the Adversity Psychologist podcast, a podcast incorporating narratives about facing and navigating adversity, a mixture of people, their experiences and professional psychological discussion. I'm Dr. Tara Quintarillo. I'm a qualified and regulated psychologist with over 20 years experience of mental health, disability and human behaviour. I want to share people's stories of navigating adversity in the hope that through being heard, a dose of compassion and some understanding, we can help others in the face of adversity too. Hi and welcome to the Adversity Psychologist podcast. I'm Dr. Tara Quintarillo and today I have returning guests. I love returning guests. I have Dr. Bella Smith back Yay. with me. Do you want to say hi and hello again to people who already know who you are, but maybe explain a little bit about who you are for our new listeners as well? Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you for having me back. Um, so I'm Dr. Bella Smith and I am an NHS GP partner in Suffolk. I've just been moaning about the hours I'm working, <laughs> how much I'm doing at the moment. So that's my kind of my day job and I have an interest in women's health. And so within my surgery, I do all the women's health, like the contraception, the coils, the implants, the menopause, etc. But I also have, um, I am also a co-founder of the Well HQ, which is... Yeah. An amazing company that we set up all about education uh, with Baz and Emma. And our goal is to educate those who train and coach women and women themselves at every life stage in order to keep them exercising. Because girls leave uh, exercise during puberty and women leave exercise during the menopause. And it's all for very often... um, you know reasons that we can definitely overcome so we've written this book called the female body bible which is out on amazon and it's the sunday times bestseller and we've just launched courses um to train if to train uh coaches through puberty pre and postnatal menopause and then the whole female body so that's me which is incredible and for those people who might not be familiar with you you've been on before we've done an episode on menopause but even then we were saying we need to do more um, and yeah. so I will put a link in the show notes to that episode as well I should have looked it up before we recorded I should have <laughs> listened to it because I don't want to repeat myself I don't want to say the same thing again well, we just kind of a, a basic kind of let's talk about menopause why it may go unnoticed kind of just looking at myths around when it starts perimenopause that was kind of what we were focusing on but from that and obviously because we follow each other and I've been following the work that you do it's just made me realize that there's so much more that we could talk about and obviously bring in a bit more in about what what the well do as well and and one of the things we really wanted to look at because as well menopause day which is coming up isn't it in October yes which is also my wedding anniversary (laughs) is it what a well time day (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that means you go, won't be able to forget then My we want to kind of look at more on the I guess it's the more psychological bits really kind of how we embrace our bodies as we head towards or are in menopause and beyond but there was something we had a nice chat didn't we recently just looking at the kind of guilt that goes around looking after yourself so that's really what we want to look at today um and we should have recorded the conversation that we had a few weeks ago. I said it was really organic. It was fantastic, wasn't it? But yeah, why it is it, do you think, that sometimes people struggle even thinking about what is my body going through? Why do I need to pay attention to it? And then actually putting some stuff in place. That's about yeah. a million questions in one, isn't it? So I think the bottom line is our education on women's health is is lacking at yeah. every life stage. So it's it's really hard for us to say, you know, what's going on with ourselves if we've never been taught, we've never understood. The Royal yeah. College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists did a 
survey back, I think it was 2019, and they the, the answer to the survey was that women are woefully uneducated about their bodies at every life stage. And I was actually talking to my friend just this morning about this, about trying to talk to our doctors about puberty and what's going on in their periods yes. and what to expect and what's normal and what's not. And we were like, gosh, it's hard, isn't it? Because even as women, we haven't got, we don't know enough. I mean, I, I think I do a bit more than she does because I'm a doctor, but you know, it's stuff that you didn't know that we were never taught. And so then if you think that menopause is 10 times worse than that, and the end of that spectrum, at the end of that fertile journey, if puberty is the yeah. start of it, menopause is, is the end. And so if you don't really understand what's going on at the beginning and the middle, then you're not really going to understand what's Absolutely. going on at the end. And it's just a it's just a journey. And it's a journey that every single female human being will go through. And of, of, therefore, it's obviously incredibly different. Um, it, yes. and, and, and this is one thing, if you ever take home anything from any podcast I do, it's the fact that we are all so unique. And so you can't say, really this will happen to you now, this will happen to you then and this treatment will help you and if you ever listen to any of the amazing podcasts like say by Tim Spector who does the Zoe app and he'll talk yes. about the the um, the microbiome in your gut and how we are so individualized and and that means that the way we the way our hormones are the way we respond to medication the way we respond to food like everything is so different and it's yes. really important to keep that all the time remember that um, why do we not put ourselves first or why is it so difficult? I think it's societal, actually. Yeah. I think that as women, we are we're sort of we've been striving for equality, which we are still striving for, but in yeah. terms of jobs, we're doing jobs, but we're also still doing most of the other stuff. I know there are exceptions, but you know, the child care, the um, yes, looking after running the household. I mean, I talk about, you know, I work as a doctor, I work at the well, but I also am a mum and the school admin. Oh yes. my god, like <laughs> a whole episode on that, couldn't we? <laughs> a whole episode on school admin and 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 how kids can lose jumpers and shoes and how they have netball matches on the other side of the country at five thirty yes. at night and you have to sort something out, you know, it, and gun shields and feeding them and all the stuff that goes with being a mum. And so I think. I think the reality is that we have a very long list of things that we are constantly yeah. doing. And unfortunately, we always put ourselves at the bottom. And we have to change that. And I do actually believe that a lot of women get to midlife, get to the menopause and go, this is a time I'm going to wipe the slate clean and I'm going to redo yes. things. Often it is when the children are older and leave or they're going, they're at school or whatever, and you then have the capacity to. But I do think that it has to change. We do have to put ourselves first. Absolutely. So I picked up on something you said then. So obviously there's maybe gaps in knowledge and how we seek that out, but then psychologically the gap within how do we apply it and even make time and then consistently do it? Because I'm yeah. sure I'm like many people, you start things and how good are you at carrying it on? you know, yeah. making it a real lifestyle change. And yeah. I guess it is so interesting, isn't it? The parent thing, I just think I have six apps for both of my children at their school. Yeah. That's a lot of apps Bond. to keep yes, notifications. Bond. And yeah, so it's no wonder if oh. that's kind of representative of most people that how I have a secondary school age and a junior school age child, so different school, <laughs> different ecosystems. Yeah. It's a lot, so there's no wonder 
when you have work yeah. and deadlines that things that don't have deadlines like looking after ourselves maybe or metaphorical yeah. deadlines perhaps move down the list but how do we kind of move between that gap you know we've identified that we need more knowledge and it's great things like the podcast female body bubble go and buy that i'll put the, the link for that in the show notes um because that's come out since the last episode that we did yeah. um but it's how we can kind of help people have a core shift how we can help people get over that guilt of looking after ourselves yeah, the guilt the guilt um yes. i think so if you think about um you know, in our lives, and certainly for me, I'm quite a, a task-driven person. So I do like yeah. my list, and I do like to tick them off, and I am love aware list, of that. Love a list. <laughs> I love a list, and sometimes I even look at my list for list. this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've even like will write stuff on my list, even though I've done it, just so that I can tick it off to say. Oh, like, absolutely! I think I've said so that twice this week to yeah. people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think in that case, you literally have to put literally put yourself on that list what am I going to do and rather than thinking about and this yeah. is my husband and I think this rather than thinking to ourselves am I going to exercise today I think about what exercise am I going to do yeah. today so it's changing yeah. the way you think about things and then putting it in looking in your diary and going right I've got I've got capacity this evening or I've got some I've got half an hour today how do I feel this like is that. the type of exercise I'm going to, to do we know that women stop exercising in midlife, 30%. So women in sport did this amazing survey. In oh, that's high, yes. 30%. Yeah. And it's because of things yeah. like symptoms, but also the stigma that goes with it and the lack of opportunity, but also yes. the yeah. lack of motivation was a big factor. People just go, I haven't got the energy. And that's really important because exercising and doing stuff for yourself, it helps your mental health massively, as you know. But it also it really physically... Does, yeah. From the age of 35, our bones are getting weaker. Our muscles yes. are getting smaller. From the age of 35, so you think about all that lovely estrogen that we produce in puberty and our bones are laid down and really strong. As we sort of start going over 30, 35, 40, we're getting weaker. We have to lift weights. We have to be exercising. We have to be moving our body. And we need to reframe it. We have to, instead yeah. of thinking of it like, this, I'm going to do this exercise because I want to look good or I want to be a certain weight. No, it has to change. It has to be, I'm going to do this exercise because it makes me feel good. It makes me happy. It makes me confident. It makes me feel like I want to be with my friends. I look better. I, I have a, 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 you know, a natural hit of endorphins and I come home feeling yeah. slightly high or vice versa. I'm going to do this yoga because I've had a really stressful day. My shoulders are up here and I need to relax or, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. And look for so, those cues, you know, again, that individual thing, what we all need. And the, and the one thing about midlife, and we see this so often with active women, is many, many women are very active all the way through their lives and they suddenly hit midlife and suddenly it doesn't work anymore. It's like you're doing your spin class, but you're, you're gaining weight or you're feeling tired or you're getting injured. You're thinking, it's not quite working for me. And that is because in midlife, we have to wipe the slate clean. We have to change things and we have to mix it up. So you can't just do the same thing again and again. You have to think about yes. a bit of weights, a bit of strength, a bit of cardio. We know our cardiovascular risk goes up as we get older. We need to yeah. work our heart and our lungs and our and our blood vessels. We need to exercise, whether it's walking or running or dancing or disco or or whatever you want to do but it doesn't need to be every night just maybe one day a week and then the other night do some yoga calm down those stress levels reduce your cortisol and then another night do mobility and then another night do some weight lifting and and then the other thing is some of your exercise 
it, yeah, some of your exercises is an escapism, I think. So um, yes. I sometimes run to get away from people. And sometimes <laughs> exercise is to be sociable. So sometimes I go to a class just so I can see my girlfriend so we can go for a coffee afterwards, you know, mix it up make it fun, find what works for you, and then you'll keep doing it. But in answer to your question, sorry, I've gone off on one, is to put So many brilliant your, points, though. <laughs> yeah, put it in your diary. Like you do, your, like you almost need an app. Like you, your, your kids spawned, the netball match goes in. You put your Mum spawned. Yeah. Mum spawned. Yes, there needs to <laughs> Anyone be listening that wants mums. to do that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mum's <laughs> doing an hour of whatever at 7pm and no one's allowed to talk to her at that time. With a saying, big finger that wags and goes, what have you done? <laughs> yeah, leave her alone. Let her do her thing. Exactly. Yes. So it's putting it, it's prioritising, isn't it, really? It is. And, you know, we're having kind of a giggle about the spawn thing, but um, for those that aren't familiar, it's an app that just runs a lot of my life for me. It's fantastic. Tells me what I'm doing, what I shouldn't be doing. Literally, it's, click uh, here. Sports, um, isn't it? Like netball, yes. rugby. It's, fantastic cricket um, and if you have multiple children that need to be multiple places it's just fabulous we've done a, a great shout out for them um <laughs> there's so much there that I want to pick up on because you said before you know obviously as we go into menopause and I was you probably if you listen to the playback of the episode before <laughs> that we did you can hear me going oh really oh my goodness <laughs> I'm so ignorant of so many areas and I thought I was fairly clued up so that really got me thinking about how I talk about that with my friends as well that yeah. there is uncertainty particularly as we're thinking about going into the menopause and again differences and sometimes uncertainty psychologically can create anxiety or fear and then you might avoid or maybe I won't think about that yet or maybe I won't think about changing my routine because sometimes change is hard yeah. if we're uncertain or anxious but also change is hard if we're already in a routine and maybe some of us have issues with motivation and Task initiation. But it's so, so important. The main thing I wanted to pick up on what you said there is so many of my friends will say, I exercise and I'm putting on weight and my body's changing and then that's impacting how they feel, their self-esteem. And we talked about this on our informal chat. And I think that's something people really need to take away today. That why is it then if it is answerable in a in a, in a podcast? Yeah. What kind of changes and why is it that the spin class you may have done isn't working anymore why is it that our bodies may be responding differently to the exercise yeah. we usually do so the menopause is when your ovaries gradually shut down they stop ovulating stop releasing eggs and your hormone levels drop so you have estrogen and progesterone and the perimenopause is when it's kind of really imbalanced and higgledy piggledy and not everyone yeah. has a natural uh, menopause not everyone has a perimenopause yeah. some women will have yeah. A surgical or a medical menopause where they're kind yes. of abruptly put into the menopause and as the the estrogen that we know and love the one that really is great for us women is something called estradiol and as that goes down the body starts to slightly panic and goes oh my god i need more i need more um estrogen i need i need to make more estrogen for you know the serotonin and for all the things and all the functioning that it needs to do so it lays down fat cells often abdominal fat cells which are producing another type of estrogen called estrone which is slightly more male type of estrogen which isn't as yes. nice or as healthy which is why we no longer have the protection from the cardiovascular risk factors and we don't have the so much protection for the bones but all it yes. does is lay down fat cells and so Really, what you're trying to do in in your midlife is 
listen to your body and try and produce as, as much of the natural good estradiol as you can. Right. So by doing and not allowing your body to put down fat cells. So believe it or not, it's a very, it's a physiologically, it's a very stressful time for women, the menopause and that and your cortisol yeah. level will go up. And so actually stress is is something that will kind of make your menopausal symptoms worse and, and, yes. and cortisol so and important to say. Yeah. actually compete. So so in, in so bottom line is you you actually you want to be causing yourself as least stress as possible in order yes. to manage your hormones best. And actually a really good example of this was in lockdown when women were put into a pressure cooker environment of working yes. and caring for children and a lot of women started having early menopausal symptoms their periods started becoming more irregular and they were getting hot flushes and night sweats and they may have been like yeah. 30s and 40s and then as soon as it was re- lockdown w- was released their hormone health got better because the stress levels went down and they were back to being a lot more kind of normal cycle yes. um, so so really it's a case of just be don't like don't just keep flogging yourself it with the same uh exercise really look yeah. at your diet really look at your lifestyle look at your stress levels i mean it's so easy isn't it for me to say don't be stressed but we all have stress we all are stressed yeah. it's how you and manage, as parents yeah it's how you manage the stress and then yes. cut out the stuff that you know makes your estrogen levels drop so you know cut out the the, the caffeine and the alcohol and do the exercise and then also a little bit of right. natural I know I've got my, my coffee cup <laughs> my bottle of wine is chilling in the fridge anyway you know what I'm trying to say <laughs> but, um, I'll move you know, it have some, some phytoestrogens like so um yes. soy and we know that um women in uh eastern countries have less menopausal symptoms than western countries because of the amount of soy they eat in their diet certainly in Japan yes. and China yeah. you know what I mean it's just I think the temptation is to keep just flogging yourself and actually it's a time to yeah. stop and listen and rethink. So there might be oh, people and the other going. big thing is HRT. Yes, which yeah. we do need to do a whole episode on as well I feel because yeah. um, that's something I am so so ignorant of. Um well, H- there's a lot HRT of... is is basically estradiol and you're giving it back. Yeah. So I've learned again just open mouth going oh right okay <laughs> just thinking back to the pandemic and some of the moments I had trying to homeschool and live lessons that didn't fit with my clinic times and just not perhaps being the best version of myself in how I responded to that at times. But there might be people listening. And so obviously I am really aware this is quite female focused, isn't it? Obviously in terms of the menopause. Um, but there may be women listening then who go, ah, that's me. You know, I've managed to. And I'm thinking how we meet the parental demands here with how do I create change in looking after myself? Quite a lot of people may have managed to carve out time with their schedules, with partners being home to go to these classes. And it might be really daunting to then go, I need to and how do I relook at this? Does that make sense? You know, the kind of how do yeah. I step out of the treadmill that I'm on? Because at least I'm exercising. But actually, I think the biggest lesson today is that how can you carve maybe just a little bit of time to almost 
I guess the psychologist would say reformulate so what am I doing what exercise am I doing what am I eating and it's just so even if you could just carve out an hour and I'm such a big fan of soul fashion if people are looking on camera I love pens and papers <laughs> just getting a pen and a paper what am I doing when am I exercising what's mm -hmm. working what isn't what you know yeah. and maybe where are the gaps in my knowledge then so let's bring yeah. it back to what you said at the beginning um and what's working for me and what isn't and what isn't and and also um what am I eating and when am I eating and good you know when, looking, the when bit yeah <laughs> yeah looking at the kind of the processed foods the sugar the kind of the good intentions yes. perhaps first thing in the morning or during the week and then it, all the wheels come off at the weekend the selective memory of yeah. food so you know yeah, I, I really don't know yep. grab <laughs> a piece of toast with you know chocolate spread on without realizing it not even thinking or, or acknowledging it or yeah. do you just we're not that mindful in what we're eating especially if it's all right to say I know we're focusing quite a lot of parents as well but I do think it's quite important you know when you're on the go quite often you're doing lunch boxes and how are we going to eat before this netball yeah. match or basketball match and yeah sometimes you aren't that mindful with what you're eating or the situation doesn't really dictate time to be mindful I've just got to grab something and it might be as you say those kind of fast foods yeah. or you know yeah. sugary carbohydrates and, and actually the more you can be uh organized and prepared yeah. um the, the better and that's hard because we're all so busy but actually you know yeah. again if you can prioritize it and say right this is what we're eating we're going to bulk I'm going to bulk cook or bulk it you know I'm going to find a way and the other thing is is portion size I think you know yes. as we get older I think so i I've recently had an injury I've recently put it's probably one of the most painful things I've ever done I've herniated a disc in my oh. neck C6 Gosh. and it's all the way down my arm and it made my my fingers numb and it's really made me and I love my exercise and I love lifting weights but it's made me stop like I I haven't been able to exercise really properly for about five weeks but what I've realized is that actually I don't need to eat as much. And actually, I've, I've sort of thought, actually, was I eating so I could eat more? I mean, sorry, was I exercising? Yes. You know what I mean? So sometimes you yes, just have... Yeah, good point. Sometimes it's an external reason, makes you stop and reassess. And so sometimes it's good to go, right, actually, I am going to go back to exercise, but I'm not going to do as much or I'm not going to make it as stressful. I'm not going to lift as heavy. I'm going to do a bit of this, a bit of that. I'm going to eat a bit less of that. And I'm going to make sure my, you know, that kind of thing is just just thinking about yourself and going and that's really manageable isn't it it's not about yeah. cutting things out I think if I look at my 20s and early 30s all the diets you know the South Beach diet was really popular wasn't it dreadful just cutting out carbs basically but yeah you know and when you your body's different then and and, and maybe we weren't as informed then social media wasn't as yeah. big a thing but actually some of this stuff isn't about restricting is it? it's not saying I must withhold these things because actually we know human motivation people don't tend to do very well on diets that really restrict but it's just about looking at your relationship I guess with food and exercise and the relationship between those two things Absolutely. Um, and it, 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 that's doable I guess from a psychology point of view so I always say with this podcast what I really like is kind of practical things that people are listening to go what could mm -hmm. I do after listening to this is yeah. you know getting that bit of paper then looking maybe a little list of what things cause me stress one, one really important tip for us women as we get older is to make sure we're having enough protein yeah so yes. we are as I sort of mentioned we, are, we get our bones are getting slightly less strong and our yeah. muscles are getting slightly smaller. And that's why lifting weights is important. But you yes. need to have enough protein to fuel the muscles that yes. and in, in every part, your heart, your bowel, everywhere. Yeah. And I think sometimes women aren't as good at eating protein as 
say men are and yes. looking at you know if you are hungry because we know that having protein will will sort of stop you, you'll get satiety you'll stop eating quicker than if you say have a bowl of cereal I mean I don't know about you yes. I've never yeah. stopped eating I could I could literally eat it there's no you don't feel full after there's cereal no off switch it's just yeah carb, isn't it? <laughs> so actually having like instead having like I don't know some like a piece of cheese or a some yogurt or an, a boiled egg or for some that's um, heaven permission to go eat cheese <laughs> but yeah. mindfully and, and not I mean you know obviously not eating the whole block but you know being allowed to say oh, look I'm hungry and yes. I need or it with my lunch I'm going to have uh, some chicken because a salad on yes. its own is no good or or whatever it is you know so I've started my daughter started making herself scrambled eggs she'll have scrambled egg like most mornings and I love that because yes. she just yes that's pure protein that's for her growth and it's the same for us in our midlife mm. absolutely because again it's just that relationship you said that because I am in a household full of boys they mm. eat so much meat and cheese and I'm usually the one that's not really my thing but kind of redefining and I started a kind of a well-known course lately let's just say I don't know if we're allowed to name it um and it has completely redefined my relationship with my body but also yeah. it gives you advice on what you're eating um and it's made me prioritize because it's made me realize now I've yeah. really stuck and gone beyond the pulling out stage that usually for me after a few weeks you know um and I'm just about to move to the advanced stage of this program and it it's really nice. has and I don't mind yeah. plugging it a little bit because for me it's been it's not about you know being a certain size this is about a real lifestyle change you, you know prioritizing yeah. and as you yeah. say it's that looking where am I going to do that today rather than can I and yes. fitting it in but it's yeah. made me think about oh they're eating all this protein maybe I should and and the other to, thing is okay is you don't have to eat loads of meat so I've started yes. if you have like a, a, a can of kidney beans and you take yes. half yeah. can of kidney beans and that has the same amount if not no more iron in it than a steak does really and so Gosh. for women who have perimenopausal symptoms heavy yes. periods can get a bit anemic especially if you're exercising yes. having something like kidney beans in a wrap or with some hummus and I don't know some lettuce whatever that could be really good protein really probably quite cheap because it's only a you know quid yes, or something yeah which in the cost of living crisis is important as well yeah and and really good iron levels and so you know stuff stuff like that is having stuff in your cupboard that you can just eat that you know that are gonna fill you up do you good and doesn't cost you the earth I think that instead of having a packet of biscuits which I think is work of the devil yes. <laughs> that, of it is it's that blood sugar and you know yeah. the quick fix that we know and almost the kind of I deserve this and and you know yeah <laughs> trying to just yeah. deal with the psychology of it as well um, I sometimes work with um women who have kind of secret eating problems so kind of binge eating at night and and quite a lot mm. of that work is around kind of addressing the this is my time where the world doesn't need me it's usually after everyone's in bed when we look at the kind of formulation and it is really interesting but then what happens is that cycle of kind of guilt and shame and um it not being great for your body or your mind um and the relationship between those two things um I'm off to buy some kidney beans after this I learn so much every time I talk to you <laughs> that's you know I do like a bit of meat but I'm not a massive meat person um yeah. but I think there's so much there isn't there around I really wanted to bring in today that kind of why we need to look after ourselves and especially you know different times of life but also where the information and the knowledge comes in um and I do think there will be so many people that listen that go that's me you know I'm exercising the scales go up I see people in group chats all the time talking about 
oh I'm doing all this exercise what's the point and people get deflated mm -hmm. but this knowledge so I say buying the female body bible just reading through that book yeah. will just equip you but I also think whether is it worth kind of saying to people just from a psychological point of view that this kind of change may take just a little bit of time it's not a quick fix thing it's about a kind of a core shift and so get the knowledge see how that applies to you yeah revise your exercise schedule and your relationship with exercise your relationship yeah. with food maybe treat it as a, a kind of a, a little plan to do Again. rather than right this weekend I will and I yeah. don't know what your thoughts are on kind of the well, best I way think, forward for people. so I think once again it's it's an individualized approach we're all unique we're not the same and it's like the same our individual when, bodies yeah yeah it's the same when we're talking to younger women who are tracking their cycle and we encourage them to, to track yes. their, their their cycle and when their periods are and how they feel and the symptoms and not just the period symptoms but their bowel symptoms when they get yes, diarrhea yeah. when they get moody when they feel you know this is really empowering stuff and it can really yeah. it can really enable people to understand and thrive because they then can anticipate when they're going to feel rubbish yes. and when they're going to feel good and that can be you know when we speak to athletes yeah. at the well we're sort of saying to them you know you can't change your cycle and do the olympic final at the same time of your cycle every you know wherever your cycle is that's where it is going to be and all we're going to teach you is give you tools for your toolkit yes to use to manage the symptoms so that you can perform at your best because there's evidence that says there's no yeah. difference in performance it's how you feel because of the symptoms and so if you can overcome yes. the symptoms you can actually perform you can perform at your best on every day regardless yeah. of where you that's are that's really interesting yeah and the perimenopause is that but it's, it's extreme and it's unpredictable. So, but you can still track your cycle and you can still learn about it and understand it so that it, it empowers you. Now, if you find that you start changing things up and you go on, a, I don't know, you start doing a class and it doesn't feel right. Or so what happens in sport and exercise is often it, it will throw up other issues because of yes. the nature of it. And those issues can be, ignored or they can be dealt with so often what will happen is that you might say right I'm going to go and do this I'm going to do a park run on a Saturday happy days I really want to do it you got you start doing it and you start leaking urine and you think oh my god there's no lose here I'm leaking urine what? oh my god and then women try and cope so they they stop drinking water they have to go for multiple weeds they wear black they then ultimately don't carry on exercising and this is outrageous yeah. because the pelvic floor is something that should be working strong that we should be nurturing because we need it from birth till death yes continent independent and so it's like well okay so you go to the park run you realize that actually your pelvic floor is a bit weak so then you go and see a physio women's physio or you come see your gp and you get the help vaginal estrogen is really good because that strengthens your pelvic floor with the yes. low dose of estrogen topically um and then you can deal with that and then you can decide you know rather than saying no running is not for me it's like we have to navigate this life stage yes. and rather than yeah. shying away from it we need to overcome the barriers and the problems until we can continue to exercise and that you it's know? okay to do that because I wonder how many people think oh I shouldn't go to my GP with that or is it something that if, needs and if one person is thinking that a hundred people are thinking that like I see yes. the trouble yeah. is, is I see I see so many women I hear this so often if only you knew how common it was like it's like, you know, and for some reason in this country, it's only really given permission 
after having a baby. That's the only time yes. when you can go, yeah. oh, I, I can't go on the trampoline because I just had a baby. Whereas yeah. we know yeah. that young, young women who are sporty leak urine. We know that the pelvic floor has never been on any criteria curriculum until now it is and we do yeah. lots in schools educating girls and actually a lot of them faint when we talk about it because they find it so intimate and so kind of like oh oh my god like because it's such but actually <laughs> they will never forget it and it will be that will stay with them all the way through and what the ultimate goal is to avoid a prolapse or a weakness later on when you're older you know? that's a, the good old kind of preventative model and how many of those girls might then feel able to maybe have a conversation or yeah. you know direct someone else to go talk to their gp or their parents or whatever yeah. about it as well i think that's so important yeah just empowering people this is the conversation that shouldn't be restricted to your doctors i mean the the train yes. like a woman webinar i'd love you to go back and watch it tara because that's I, my tonight's job yes yeah because that's what i talk about my i only have a tiny bit in in the in the webinar but all i talk about is that you don't have to be an expert you don't have to yeah doctor to talk about this stuff even as a male coach of young girls there should be the ability to to for duty of care and make sure that these girls have a a process of communication to for for any of these sorts of problems whether it be periods or breast pain when they're exercising or uh, pelvic floor issues they, they shouldn't and mustn't go ignored that's a really good point, actually. So kind of aside, I know we've kind of focused maybe on kind of predominantly talking about menopause and aiming that at women, but actually, you know, the, the partners, the coaches, the, the the other people in our lives who may be supporting women through whatever stage of their lifespan, just having conversations then, talking, educating yeah. yourselves, I guess, in order yeah. to maybe begin to have those conversations. Yeah. How to have that as the Brits. We're terrible at tricky and icky conversations you know the whole like anxious let's not let's avoid and you know that when I was at secondary school you know the Tampax lady came and it was all almost like just quick quick hand out some stuff and this will happen to you and go and it was all terribly (laughs) cringy and you know let's let's just get that out of the way you know and everyone had a bit of a giggle at the back of the class and I'm really glad that times have changed and things have become they are aggressive yeah we we talk very much about the knowing doing gap so we know like that, that a lot a lot of men, men, you know, I think it's something like 70% of coaches are men. So whether they like mm. it or not, if they're coaching women, they will need to know this, you know, this, yeah. this stuff. They have to be having these conversations. And But what we're yeah. finding is a lot of them are learning about the menstrual cycle, learning about how to train women pre and postnatally or through puberty or even the menopause. Yes. And they know all this information but then what do they do with the information? That's the gap, it the bit. It goes, how do I now go up to a 12-year-old girl and go, well, are you having breast pain when you're exercising? You know, you just, you just got, there's a real knowing doing gap. And it's and that's what we're about is it's, it's how equipping them that. with the tools and the language to make it not creepy or weird, yes, but actually yeah, really yeah. helpful or signposting or using other words like kit, you know, a, a sports bra should be seen yes. as, vital kit for all women we know it improves performance by four percent if you wear the right sports bra there is amazing statistics amazing thing if you want to tell you about it in a minute i will you'll hear it on the train like a woman webinar but um you know if you then rebrand it as this is not about um women's icky health or breasts this is about it you know suddenly it's like well have you got your box on for cricket yes have you got your gum shield for rugby yeah have you got your sports bra for running yeah done 
yeah you know we don't have icky or i've got so many gum shields on the washing up rack all the time in this house because i'm a mum of boys you know and that's never icky yeah. is it to talk about no. <laughs> just, it's, it's your kit and that's what or you a need cricket or... box you know yes absolutely right where you want you don't want to know where it goes but you know it's just you have to have one and it's like you wouldn't send them on the cricket pitch without it so it's the same with court short kits you know if you have a team of girls you need to have yes. a shed load of pads period pants tampons etc available yes. for all of them because they will all get caught short at some point because we all do because our hormones are never at clockwork and don't put them in a bag and put them away and don't tell anyone because no one's going to come up to you and go can I have a tampon please that they're, they're not you need to sh leave them out or have a big t or say to them girls if you need any tampons they're there you know done yeah. It, it's got to Reducing be that. that kind of stigma or even yes. shame attached to it's like having I know that situation asking and yeah. we we talk about the fact that having a period in an as an active woman is a sign of health so if you don't have a period then that's when we should be worried so having a regular period is a given it is a healthy thing to have we know you're eating yeah. enough we know you're that's fueling enough thinking of it yeah and yeah. so therefore it's a given that all of these girls are going to need tampons or pads or period products or whatever so just make them available and like, because we spoke last time, if people listen back onto the last podcast, we were just talking about, you know, in my local GP surgery now, they have the little kits in the bathroom, which I, I love. And I'm starting to see that in more and more places. And I know that's something you that you've been involved in locally yeah. as well. Um, but again, you know, for everyone, you know, so as you go perimenopause, menopause, going to be caught out in exactly the same way. Especially perimenopause. Yep. Yes, it's yes. so unpredictable. And I guarantee it will be a super period, which is really, 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 really heavy, yeah. unexpected, yeah. just when you really don't want it and you've got your white jeans on. Yeah. Which everyone at the moment is saying, please wear in autumn because that's the new fashion and let's not restrict them just to summer. And I'm thinking as well then, so the psychologist in me is going, actually, how many women might avoid doing really value-based living because I don't want to risk? What if that happens? That actually, if we're normalising conversations, having better access to things... What does that mean for us being able to engage in things and go and do stuff yes. and not kind of be dominated by the fear or the anxiety of things yeah. happening? I'm sure and, and we've nowadays, all had times where that's happened. So thankfully, there's a lot more women inventing things for women nowadays. It's starting right. to happen. So things like um, when you express milk when you're breastfeeding. When I was breastfeeding 12 years ago, it was like a massive palaver, like a machine <laughs> yeah. wheeled in. It went dun 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 like that. Now I watch people on Instagram and they go ding ding boom boom ding ding boom boom and they carry on doing whatever they're doing or working and it's just going and it's doing it and it's like amazing absolutely it is amazing. absolutely amazing and it's the same with period products have come on leaps and bounds and so now you can have a period swimming costume that looks yes. like any other swimming costume you and it just it just has a tiny bit of a pad built into the yeah. gusset of it that will hold up to twelve hours of blood. And so you can still wear your swimming costume day, any, any time. But if your period comes on, you're covered. Yeah. It's the same and with pants. What can that mean for people yeah. as well? Same with pants. You know, you can wear just a normal pair of pants that just has a little tiny extra thickness so that you are never caught short. And that's psychologically... Life-changing. Life-changing. Yeah. Especially if it's something that's so unpredictable and, and has caught you out a few times. You'll, you'll start changing your behaviour to compensate. And that could be really negative for many, in, you know. So, yes. 
absolutely yeah. I do scuba diving it's one of my little things don't get to do it as often as I like but when I do but sometimes as a woman you can be on the boat in the middle of freaking nowhere with no toilet quite often because you're just expected to do that in the water and sometimes it puts people off and I've spoken to women who get I won't do day dives where you go off for several hours because I might get caught short so some of those new products now are you know and that's one yeah. small yeah. area of when women enjoying and, and yeah. you know experiencing and yeah. having issues that men don't have to think about yeah. um well, it's like um it's like women so cricketers women yeah. sailors I mean the, in yeah. the Olympics yeah. the sailors would go off for like six seven hours yeah. how do you change your tampon in that time or yeah. you know or you're on a dinghy or, or cricketers where meant to wear white I know things are changing yes. wearing yeah. white they don't have a lunch break for four hours and what if they're super heavy you know how are you psychologically meant to be focusing on your sport and 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 performing yeah. at your best when all you can think about is whether five million people can see your blood on the back of the trousers do you know what I mean like absolutely it's um, and again what yeah. might that lead to in terms of avoidance so as well as the kind of impact on performance some people might not even get there you know some you know everyday people might go actually I'm going to avoid um I don't know how it works if you're you know an Olympian yeah. whether you actually do get to the point where you ever avoid but you know actually that could get in the way of you sticking with a career sticking with a particular yeah. sport um and, yeah. and again I'm just thinking how many people might be listening to this now going I don't even know what products are out there um, you know, unless you're scrolling through Instagram, seeing adverts here and there, that's not really spoken about. I don't really speak about it with the friends. There's still so much taboo, I think, about talking about this, which is why I love having you on because it's quite organic conversation when we talk. And I just think yeah. as well that just takes a barrier down, doesn't it? It's really interesting you say that because because I've been talking about this with Baz and Emma and all of our team yeah. for three years, yeah. I feel, I just thought, I think everybody knows about it. You know, when I talk about yeah. food products yeah. and things, I just think, oh yeah, this is old news, but you're right. I still tell patients and say, oh, you know, what about this period pants or, or a menstrual yes. cup? Yeah. Um, I don't yes. know if you've heard of menstrual cups. Yeah. Yes. I mean, again, yeah. the young who are growing up are very aware of the environment of our planet quite yeah. rightly I, yes. I say yeah. but they don't want to be using tampons or pads that they can't recycle and they, and so something like a menstrual cup that you insert it collects you can stay in for 12 hours it collects blood you wash it you start again I mean amazing all a woman needs though is the facilities in order to do that so you need yes. a toilet you need yeah. to be able to wash you know, and, and that's where I feel society is still behind when they're building things yes. and there there isn't enough yeah. or they're combined loose. And it's like, how are you going to wash your menstrual cup with a yes. boy standing next to you? That's the only thing yeah. I think that no one's thinking yeah. about. The kind of next step. But maybe there's someone who designs washrooms who's listened to this podcast and is going to go, actually, do you know what? I'm going to think about yeah. that. You never know. Yeah. You never yeah, know who's yeah. listening on the train or wherever. But as you say, I think you know, environmental concerns have, have also led to people thinking about different products in terms of period pants as well you know yes. that they're much yes. better for the environment as well yeah. but also you know if that was the initial thinking the adverts and things will also appeal to people who think actually the product itself is really useful to have yeah and as you say and they're much more accessible these days I know when there was only a couple of brands around they were super expensive so you see adverts and think oh is that accessible to to everybody but you know Marks and Spencer's do them now you know there's there's yeah. so many different variations yeah. and you can try and see what works for you but it's quite life-changing so I'm thinking people listening then they might go right we have covered so much today it's brilliant well <laughs> menopause day is coming up 18th are you in the 
well hq are you doing anything around world menopause day or in the work that you do as a digital gp yes i am uh i'm in the city of london doing a, a presentation in a law firm on i think the day after the actual day of the world menopause day i've actually got my appraisal my gp appraisal <laughs> so nothing but you know it's um it's an amazing day because it, if you are on social media it will be full of amazing things yes. that so many women will be doing and I say women probably maybe men as well men and women but yes, it's a really yeah. I, I just think five years ago this wouldn't have this didn't exist didn't happen or if it did yeah. we didn't talk about it and I remember yeah. five six years ago going to my local radio station and saying can I talk about the menopause and they were like no no one wants wow. to know about that that's really embarrassing and yeah. now it's like yeah. we have a day we can celebrate and it it's getting out there it's it's definitely changing the lives of many women for sure and the number of women that now come to me wanting I think Davina has done a lot I think a lot of these documentaries yeah. Dr Louise yeah. Newton they've done a lot for kind of raising awareness and I think Which that has made because a lot of women now they'll come to see me not with with so much knowledge they're so well informed and they know what they want and they know what they yeah. don't want and they know the risks and all it is a is a case of saying well what should we do should we do this or do you want to do that or do you want to try this and that's that makes my job so much easier. I was just going to say yeah. that. How is it from your end then that you're making people having, you know, informed choice, we'd call that, yeah. wouldn't we? You know, you're weighing up yeah. the information. And... and I used to have to spend a lot of time kind of explaining and saying, this is what it is and this is what HRT is and these are the risks. And they were very hard. And back then it was very hard to convince people because they're like, no, yes. you know, this is yeah. too risky. But now because there's been so much education, people realize it is actually for the majority of women, obviously not everyone, yes. it is low risk and it is got lots of benefits and there are, and it is easy to take. And um, when there isn't a supply issue, <laughs> which yes. we've had at the moment. But <laughs> which there may still be years to come if people yeah. listen to this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, um, you but know, and, and accessibility and knowledge, knowledge is power as well. Knowledge is power. And then they have a choice. And that's all we want in life is to know and to have a choice. So from scrolling through Instagram and learning, well, menopause, there, as you say, and there may be things in the lead up, that's all knowledge. You say from coaches to young girls and everybody in between. But also, you know, if you want more targeted knowledge, go buy a female body Bible, follow the Well HQ as well as your digital GP work. But the biggest thing that's come from me today is, just carving out some time even if you just go I need to do that that's the first step carving out time for yourself to look at what you're eating how you exercise what's working what is not and how you are going to not if and when but how are you going to put that in get your diary out yes. get that in follow you guys because I think some people could really benefit from learning a bit more about what exercise works and what doesn't and you know their individual needs um and and just giving yourself permission, I guess, to do that, that it's okay to look after ourselves. And, you know, what might that mean for our families and our significant others, our jobs, if we are maybe taking that time to look after ourselves? It's not just about our own well-being. Actually, it might mean that we're able to give in a different mm -hmm. way. I know certainly my journey over the last kind of four or five months, actually, it's had a real impact on yeah. all areas of, of my life. Yeah. Um, so where can people find you? So if people don't know already, obviously I'll put all of this in the show notes. Where can they find you? Where can they find the Well HQ as well? So the Well HQ is um the website is thewellhq.com, I think. Maybe the well hq.com. Um 
Um, but uh, yeah, I'll put it all in the notes. So put it in the notes. Click We're straight on away. social media. We um, on Instagram and on LinkedIn and on Facebook. Um, and you can find me. I'm the digital GP. And we are just, as I say, we've just launched these courses and there is a menopause yes. course available for people. What you were just saying, Tara, it's like you just, we just all we just want to live the best version of ourselves uh, and live our best lives, Absolutely. you know. And I think in order to do that, it's just taking time to look at how what we're doing, what we're putting in, how we're looking after ourselves and, and look after ourselves like we would our best friend. Yeah, Show some compassion. Like you know, if you if your friend was was working as hard as you are and neglecting herself as much as you know would you say you need to take some time for yourself be kind like you would to a friend absolutely I use that quite a lot in my work the compassionate friend kind of metaphor you know how would you treat somebody else and what would you say to them how would you so how can people take away from today then how can people start to have a compassionate conversation with themselves so I always ask every guest I've never done this before if you had one little nugget one adversity takeaway what might it be um I would say okay up until my neck injury I would have said lift weights definitely lift weights which I still think but I would say now really manage your stress like find a way of stress management and and it's often the elephant in the room but really try and find a way of managing your stress really important point because and learning about the role of stress and our health for all those people people talk about the muffin top (laughs) where that suddenly appears from and the role of stress yeah thank you so much for coming back on but it's been amazing always always enjoy chatting to you i know we'll definitely do more (laughs) and hopefully people today get that pen out everybody start thinking about yourself take some time get a cup of tea sit down with your pen and paper and relook get your diary out and make time to exercise and I think I said last time I couldn't have lifting weights it's just trying to lift my dog up but I have now started incorporating weight work into what I do since whenever we spoke I think it was last autumn wasn't it so yeah, yeah we can do it amazing. we can all do it we can make well time <laughs> awesome. lovely to have you on take care thank you for having me take care Thank you for listening to the Adversity Psychologist podcast. I'm Dr. Tara Quintarillo and it's been lovely having you along to listen to this episode. If you want to find more about me, you can find me at drtara.co.uk so you'll see everything I'm up to, my media work, my collaborations, my clinical work if you're interested in that and of course all the other episodes of the Adversity Psychologist podcast. If you're interested in coming on, you can also contact me and let me know what you would like to come and talk about. I'd love to hear from you.